0: Very excited! First pod. Never been on a pod. Well, I don't want. I don't want one on the pod. Darren Stotts pod.
1: That's right. You were Darren on Darren Stott. Stotts. Pod. Man, oh, two SC alums. <laughs> what do you know? That's the pods you've been on. That's right.
2: <laughs> you ready? Ready. All right. Tack the Rack coming to you from Seattle, Washington, home of the Seattle SuperSonics fan base. I'm Josh. Here we go. I'm joined here with uh, Eric Vanderpool, also also known as Bubs. Bubs, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, he was our first first pick in the draft this year. Took the the Milwaukee Bucks. So we're gonna be going through the the Bucks, the Trailblazers, the Pacers, the Hawks, and the Kings. Uh, we're also joined uh, by Paul Graves, also a, a Seattle Christian alum. Happy to be here. <laughs> celebrity guest. So, celebrity, yeah. State representative. Yeah. Excited to be here. All right, Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks,
1: first Do pretty pick, well. First pick off the board, and, and and really living up to it. You know, eleven and three. I'd say uh, performing. I mean, when you got a guy like Giannis, uh, you're gonna you're gonna do well.
2: Uh, it helps. It
1: helps. <laughs> he leads his team in scoring, rebounds, assists, steals, field goal percentage.
2: I I, know, I I pulled up today on ESPN, like, their team and all their players. And then at the top, it has a picture of the guy with each leader. Same I was so confused because I thought it was just the pictures of Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> then there's Brooke Lopez at the end with blocks. blocks. But yeah. other than that, I was like... Which I was
1: actually a little surprised about, given Giannis's, you know, yeah, freak nature and ability that he would also lead in blocks. But, um... Oh, they
2: got some serious rim production. Yes, yeah. they do. With the Lopez brothers, 48 minutes of elite room production at center, and then Giannis next to him?
0: That's exactly right. Do you want to do a quick little side note on the best, like, just the fact that they're twins? Sports twins? Robin, Brooke, Lopez?
1: Could you imagine being a mother? Having two, two, two twins? And then the, on the day of their birth, realizing these two not only will be in the NBA, but they will play on the same team. Rondé, Tiki, Barber.
2: Well, I mean, if we're gonna talk about the mother on their birth, holy cow, two seven footers came out of her. So yeah, I don't man. know what that That's experience was too. like. Obviously, they weren't seven feet at the That's time, true. but oh, baby, seven foot, seven
0: foot Stanford alum, gotta be proud parents right there. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I'm pretty sure they have a house on Disneyland property. <laughs> so they go to like <laughs> Disneyland all off season. They're like Disney nerds, like whole thing. So love a great nugget yeah. right there. Absolutely love <laughs> that. All right, you so about
1: beating the game of life, I think they did. <laughs> you know, NBA, Stanford, and Disney, I don't
2: know. and then they're on the same team. They get to play together now. Yeah, yeah So right now the Bucks are number two in points per game at 120 points a game. Uh, they're giving up 110, so that puts them number two in differential, about nine and a half if you want to count all the decimals. And they're fifth in shots, so they're getting 104 shots a game. They're uh, 29th, and how many they're giving up to their opponents? So their their opponents are actually getting 106 shots. So they're getting two less shots every single game than their opponents. But obviously, it hasn't really mattered up to this point.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, so 11 and three, 14 games, ten of which are on the road. Only four home games going tonight. And they started 0 and two. They've won nine of their last 10. So I was a little I was a little leery out the gate when they started 0 and two. My first pick overall, but. Uh, now, first place or tied for first in the East. So they're, they're going to be there at the end for sure. And the
0: remarkable thing, too, I mean, they're doing it right now. They lost Malcolm Brogdon, who's been playing like an all-star in another team we're going to talk about, the Indiana mm-hmm. Pacers. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it without Chris Middleton, who's got a thigh contusion now for about a month. And the remarkable mm-hmm. thing, it's obviously Giannis. But the amazing thing with Giannis is that, so career up to this point, up to this year, been a mid-20% three-point shooter, bad three-point shooter, right? So teams can sag off him. That's how they lost in the playoffs last year. Right, the Raptors just stacked three guys in the lane and would just block him. You know, right now he's shooting thirty four percent on four and a half attempts a game, and he yeah. doesn't have to be an average three point shooter. If he's slightly below average, that guy closing, like attacking closeouts, is unreal and unbelievable. It's added to his game. He was the MVP last year, and he's just getting better. It's remarkable.
2: Well, when you're that strong and that long, you just have to get your shoulder barely past somebody. It's done. Exactly. Like your entire defense has to collapse the second you get even shoulder to shoulder with the guy. Yep. So if you can't give him that two, three step cushion at the three point line and say, yep. okay, I'll kind of have my hand up, but not let you get by me there's I don't know what you do.
0: You want to spend some good time in your life. Go to YouTube and find a uh, clips of Giannis uh, attacking closeouts. It
2: really,
1: <laughs> really, is a great way to spend part of your life.
2: <laughs> Guys just looking silly over yeah, and over.
1: Huh? Yep. I mean, I was watching them before I came over here tonight, uh, uh, and five minutes to go in the third quarter, he already had a triple-double. 17-10-10. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, Bucks are getting it done. First place and tied for first in the East. Um, putting up all the, all the numbers, and really they can go as far as Giannis wants to take them, I think. Uh, pretty good supporting cast. We'll see we'll see what happens, you know, in the playoffs as a one-trick pony when they run into all these two-trick ponies. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in the East, I think they're going to be just fine, but there's some there's some some dogs in the West that are going to challenge them.
3: It
2: it'll be interesting in the East cuz the 76ers if you look through the league, there's a lot of a lot of the top teams have gone really big.
0: Well, the 76ers is the top I mean, starting lineup, the shortest guy is Josh Richardson, 6'5", with like a 6'8
3: wingspan. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And so you, you have them, but they, and then you have yeah. uh, the Bucks that have like two big centers. Yep. Yeah. Big yep. centers. Yep. That they're yep. going to play the whole game and Giannis. Yep. And then you look over at LA, they got, they're putting real centers with Dwight Howard and McGee, yeah. and then they have Anthony Davis right next to him. Kind of similar to what the Bucks are doing with, two elite rim protectors yep. at center, and yep. then are an elite defender at the power forward position. That looks pretty similar. And it's amazing they're both at the top of the league. Almost like if you protect the basket, that's more important than protecting the three-point line.
0: Yeah, and it'll be fascinating to see. I mean, this is obviously built for the regular season. It'll be fascinating to see yeah. what happens in the playoffs because, I mean, that was what the Golden State did for five straight years there, was just take teams like that and just run their big guy off the court. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. in some of those series, some of their, like... Clint Capella was unplayable for a couple of series there, even though he was one of the league's best big man. So, but this is a regular season contest, and you got to think that the Bucks have both the highest floor and the highest ceiling, which is why they're the number one pick.
1: Yeah. Before we move on to the next team, this is a 15-year anniversary of the, what do they call it, the Malice in the palace? Oh, yeah. 15 <laughs> years? 15 years. I saw it on Twitter today. Wow. Ron Artest. And it was, a, uh, it was a great tweet. I forget who it was by, but he... Uh, the best two things from, from the Malice in the Palace was um, the announcer of the game for one of the teams got stepped on when Artest was clawing over him. Sure. Broke five vertebrae. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? And then when it was all over and they're back in the locker room, Ron Artest said to Stephen uh, Jackson and Jermaine O'Neill, he said, quote, you think we're going to get in trouble? <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, then he got, and then he
1: proceeded to get the, the biggest suspension in NBA history. <laughs> you think we're going to get in trouble?
2: I don't know. Did people run into the see, stands, see, climbing yeah. up rows?
1: Simon <laughs> Jackson replied, you should be happy you have a job. <laughs> But addition, it just shows there's no no better place for forgiveness than the NBA because within a year right. he was meta world peace meta world peace and all we were saying was like oh yeah good salt lockdown defender for the Lakers <laughs> so apparently him and the guy that threw the beer at him like became friends <laughs> they were gonna do a charity out <laughs> together redemption story yeah what a lovely story Dallas uh, love in the palace 15 only, years only only David Stern could could was <laughs>
2: So turnovers, the Bucks are middle of the pack, about fifteen and a half a game uh, for both them and their opponents. Uh, offensive rebounding, they're twenty fourth, with about nine nine and a half. Uh, they're giving up ten, which is about thirteenth in the league. Uh, so pretty average there. But if you look look down and they're they're number three on second chance points allowed. So they're making they they're making everybody go against a set defense, and they're also top ten, number eight. In fast break points against them. So they're just making everybody go against a, sat, a set half-court defense with elite rim protection.
0: Well, that, and that was one of the Mike Budenholzer like he's always been with all the teams he's coached, that's always been one of their big things is they don't crash the offensive glass because they want to get yep. back. Mm-hmm. And they want to limit uh, fast break points. So it's not surprising that they... Don't get a lot of offensive rebounds, but they make up for it on the other end by not giving up a lot of easy
1: baskets. They're first in rebounds per game, just as in pure rebounds yeah. per game. They're first in the league. Fourth and threes made, which is somewhat surprising given given their I mean, people that they have over seven feet on the floor. Yeah. They're well, still,
2: Brooke Lopez is one shooter. of the one of the most... Not just a great shooter, but he also shoots so deep. Yeah, and volume too. Mm-hmm. And the, the type of shooter... When you have that type of shooter at a big position, just like they want to protect the basket and keep their bigs under the hoop, well, I would much rather pull out a center to guard the three-point line than a shooting guard. Oh, yeah. So if you have a guy that can stand two steps behind the three-point line, and so you either have to leave him wide open, or your center is completely uninvolved in guarding the hoop so that Giannis has a free run at a bunch of guards and forwards at the rim.
0: Yeah. There's a reason they're the number one pick. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that offense that you can run mm-hmm. with those guys. And then even some of their, you know, lower down their tier guys, even with Middleton, and Dante, even Chenzo, and guys like that, are just, they know what they're doing. They're obviously well coached because is a really good coach. And they just have an offense that you just you just can't stop it because they have the best player in the league and they got a lot of guys around him who can fill up the bucket.
2: All right. Uh, Anything else on the Bucks?
1: they're efficient they're in the east that, that that helps them too especially given our scoring system they're gonna win games they're gonna they're gonna be right there
2: oh yeah so yeah I was I was a little disappointed I had the second overall pick and once you took the bucks I'm kinda like ah. <laughs> like I was excited about the Lakers but after that yeah, I ended up taking the Rockets there for
1: you you we went with Rockets yeah. that's right
2: yeah which talk about the, the ending of the season being a little nervous yeah. but I saw them not guarding a soul I'm like oh no no <laughs> But they're they're coming around. could have been too
0: surprised though. Yeah, Russ and Harden out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're uh they've put themselves in like the top five in defense though. They started the fl- trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what kind of phone do you guys have? iPhone. iPhone. You have iPhones. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you pull up on your on your iPhone, on your iPhone here. Yep. Okay. The little purple app.
3: The podcast app. Yeah, my, on a podcast. My John app. Finn Attack
0: the rack. I got three minutes
2: left on that one. Oh, man. So you make sure you search for Attack the Rack. Yep. But here's what's the important part. You got to make sure you subscribe to it. Because, you know, in the future, hopefully we're more consistent. It comes out on like the same days or things like this. Subscribe. No promises anytime soon.
1: Subscribe. Go rate.
0: And the
2: most important part, though, you got to make sure you rate it five stars right there.
1: Done. And I'll write a review. Five star rating. I'll write a review. Submitted. Boom. It helps.
2: All right, Portland Trail Blazers.
1: Oh, do we have to? Can we just?
2: This is like your team. I know. I mean, you got the Blazers blazer here shirt on I'm
1: right just now. Like... So yeah, I mean, I'm. So after the Sonics left, Josh, kudos to you. You you hung with it. You became a Thunder fan, which is awkward.
2: Thunder up, you know? awkward. So, yeah,
1: yeah, that... uh, but how that Harden trade work out?
2: You know, that, they didn't calibrate that very well. No, I don't think so. no. Yeah, probably shouldn't
1: have traded <laughs> an MVP. Yeah. yeah. But I moved to Portland at that time, and I was like, well, there's no team in Seattle. I might as well become a Blazers fan and start going to games. And Had a great year last year. I was excited to get them at the 12th pick this year. I thought I, thought, thought I was getting some value, and it turns out everyone else was right, and I was wrong.
2: You know, there is a, <laughs> a wide range on the Blazers coming into the year. Because a lot of people did just have them penciled in like top 4 5 seed in the west cuz that's kind of what they've been doing and in yeah. theory they have brought in a lot of like guys that could play a little bit but nobody that can play defense
1: yeah on paper it looked like okay they're bringing back the big horses Dame CJ coming back Nurk hurt but he'll be back eventually um it seemed like they did a they did a trade for almost <laughs> their the whole roster Out, Mo Harkless, Chief, um, Curry, Myers-Leonard, DT, Lehman, and Cantor. In, Whiteside, Bazemore, Hazonia, Little, Scalabissier, now Carmelo. Um, And then, you know, Collins was going to have an increased role. Anthony Simons was going to have an increased role. And it was like, okay, they'll probably be about the same. Not the case. They are struggling. They cannot. They have no flow on offense to speak of. They're last in the league in assists per game. Um, uh, they're five and ten, so well below um, where they should be at this point. Defensive yep. defensive scoring, one hundred fifteen points per game, twenty second in the league.
2: Well, that's that's the tough part. They're twenty third right now in their effective field goal percentage. So which is essentially just field goal percentage adjusted to three. So Mm -hmm. they're 23rd. Coming coming into the year, everybody's like, well, their offense is going to be so good, and if they can play league average defense, they should be okay, and if they can play good defense, they're going to be awesome. But the offense hasn't been good. No,
1: that's that's the struggle. It's been the offense. Like I said, they got no flow whatsoever. Um, It's – and I've watched, I think, almost every game – and it's, it's Dane with eight, eight seconds left in the shot clock, kind of looking around, no one's moving. It's CJ doing his thing from mid-range. And he's pretty effective from mid-range, but it's, it's not a sustainable type offense. Um, not, a, not a pick and roll, really, to speak of.
2: But they did bring Carmelo and Anthony to fix it, so I think we should be okay. But, yeah. Defensive stopper, really. <laughs> he was to fix the defense. Is that what <laughs> He was to, to
1: fix the defense because... Him and um, Tolliver
2: are uh, starting uh, at their power forward center tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they
0: don't
1: call the Patrick Beverly about hitting New York for nothing. Yeah, I didn't mention Tolliver, but... Uh, yeah, oh Blazers gave up Goodness. 137 tonight to the Bucks.
2: Yeah, well... Yeah, you had uh, Carmelo Anthony and Tolliver are supposed to stop Giannis at the rim. I mean like what, I don't know what to do there.
1: I mean you got CJ McCollum. he goes for thirty seven, six
2: rebounds, ten assists.
1: But one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys for the Bucks in doubles. Like I mentioned earlier, Giannis had a triple double with halfway through the third. He went for 24, 19, and fifteen. Are you Good grief. Kidding me. <laughs>
2: So do you think they're uh, regretting that Harkless trade a little bit? Just kind of paying to get rid of him so they could bring in Whiteside?
1: They have to be. I mean, here's the thing about Moe last year. Foul trouble. I mean, he could, he could foul out in 12 minutes if you, gave him, if you let him. Um, but he was one of the – he was a defender. Him and Aminu yeah. both could defend the wings. And the guys they brought in, Whiteside – he, che- he checks out, man. The guy checks out. He watches the games. It's it's hard to watch sometimes with him. He doesn't even care that he's out there,
2: which is weird because it's a contract year for this guy. And pretty yeah. much either you're gonna do well and get paid, or he's gonna be on a league minimum deal. I mean, he's that's... already gotten
0: paid though. I mean, if, 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 if money's his thing, he's gonna be. You know, his his great grandkids yeah. already might have to fly coach
1: someday. Yeah. But right now, he's doing all yeah. right. <laughs> he, he's got he's got one of those things that's so coveted in the NBA an expiring contract oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and
0: that's good that's gonna be the like one of the big things to talk about here i mean the you know for three four years there when the blazers were flaming out in the first round there was just a lot of chatter of you need to break up cj and dame they don't right. work together right. you got to blow this thing up and start over and you know last year they defy all that they keep them together they go to the western conference finals right? they look like a great team on the rise and then they basically trade out all the everybody but their stars, the entire supporting cast. So you could probably, you know, you could probably project a rough, a l- rougher start than you would have thought because they got so many new guys to incorporate, and uh, they've had they've just been plagued by injuries. I mean, the, I yeah. mean Zach Collins and Dame being out for a little while that's obviously really going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still well coached, but you just you just look at some of the guys on there. I mean they just it feels like if they want if they want to if, if they were waiting to do uh, blow things up get a bunch of draft picks kind of write this year off and try to start over with some new guys this might be the time to do it because they have some they
1: have some spicy expiring contracts yeah. they got some guys they can move but they have the biggest payroll in the league <clears throat> they extended Dame this off season they yep. extended CJ this off season yep. both pretty big contracts four year deals I don't know I don't know what the plan is down there in Portlandia, but uh, we, we shall see. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you need to get some of those guys back from injury. I
0: mean, that's that's going to tell a lot of the story. But they're in the West, and it feels like at 5 and 10. I mean, that's just such a big hole in the West right now to, to try to come back from.
2: Yeah, and I, I understand going into the offseason. <laughs> they got killed in the playoffs because they had two guys at the forward positions. That neither one could really consistently shoot, yep. and they get taken advantage of in the playoffs because of that. And they know people are going to game plan for it, and so they're like, "Okay, I got to put, we got to put more shooting around them." Yep. But why they get rid of both of them? Couldn't we have kept one? Like, and, I mean, yeah. a, I understand not and paying a mean, yeah. <clears throat> but we're going to give up a first round draft pick in order to get rid of Harkless so that I can bring in Whiteside? Yeah. Oof. It looks like it would have been a better idea to bring in Dwight Howard for the minimum to have him start at center than to bring Whiteside in.
0: For- I did not understand the Hassan Whiteside trade. I just, I don't think he had a, he had a good solid six week run there like four years ago and has kind of been coasting off it ever since. I just, I didn't understand bringing him in. I don't see how he really fits in this team. I don't see what, how he fits in with what Terry Stotts wants to do. I just, I, I didn't like that
1: trade at all. And it's, well, it's not going well right now. He yeah. checks out. I mean, yeah. his look you can see it in his eyes. He checks out. He's not giving any effort out there.
2: <laughs> I, I agree with you guys. I'll play a little bit of the devil's advocate because I think I understand their reasoning behind it is with Stott's defensive system, they drop the big, and that's the one thing that Whiteside does really well. He's really he's good at protecting the rim if he's in position and paying attention. Big ifs. same with Same with Nurk, I would yeah. say too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it gives them a center to play that role this year so they could potentially have a league average defense. If you look back, they pretty much had a league average defense every year without really having defensive personnel. So it's almost like getting a little creative, pull this in. But, man, they gave up so much in order to make that happen. I mean, they gave up Harkless. They gave up a first-round pick. Myers Leonard is the type of guy that he hits, and you can actually figure out a way to play him. That much shooting from a front-court position, if you're trying to open things up for... For Lillard and Nicole, try playing him more. Maybe yeah. put him and Harkless out there um, in the front court and yeah. give him a little bit more space. But I think that was the he is maybe he could rebound. It's a one year thing. Nurkic is out. If it hits, great, and it gives us a year in Damon uh, CJ's prime that we can't get back. And with Nurkic out, we don't have a starting center. They're not going anywhere without that. Yeah,
1: the hammer. The hammer won them a game or two against Denver in the in the was that the second round last year. Yeah,
2: uh, dude, that was a great series. That was a great yeah, it series. was, yeah. was it—the four overtime game or whatever? Yes, amazing game. I fell asleep Friday night watching it, so I had to watch like the last two overtimes Saturday morning when I when I woke up and I, I finish and I look over at Amy. I'm like, man, the next game's in Portland tomorrow. So she's like, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> I <laughs> drove <laughs> down there for the game. Yeah. Oh, man. I was hitting people up. I, was, I went to a couple, uh, I went to a Thunder <laughs> game down there, too, last year during the playoffs. Uh, but uh, nobody else apparently could go on one day's notice. So I just went by <laughs> myself. Like, you <laughs> do text. you want to or I don't know. Yeah. But. <laughs> you got to
1: text me next time. I'm going to a Blazers will. game uh, in a few weeks with my son. So we went last year, he really likes him. He's cool. a big, he's a big fan. His name is CJ. His name is CJ, which helps too. So yeah. you can you can probably bet who his favorite player is. I love it. It's Nurkic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <used to> <laughs> no,
2: that's so. that's just fun. We do like filling up the calendar. Like, oh, uh, I I want to get down to like the Nike Hoop Summit this year. I think uh, it's not that far away. It's like, come on, gotta get some basketball at the Northwest. I know.
1: <sighs> it's sad that you got to go to Portland for all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't go the, the 13th biggest economy in the country. Yeah, and growing. And the fastest growing
0: yeah. one, too. It'd be a real shame if a metro market like that had an NBA team.
2: Yeah, no yeah. kidding. So, Not so far, I'll run through this real quick. The Portland Trailblazers, 14th in points scored, 112 points a game. They're uh, 22nd. It would give you up 115 points a game. So, they're a negative 3.4 differential. They're getting the 7th most shots with 104 a game. They're... Down at the bottom of the league, though, they're giving up 106 a game to their opponents. So their opponents are getting a couple more shots a game than they are. The interesting part is they're actually, the field goal percentage they're giving up to the opponents, they're 11th in the league. So that's actually not too bad. It's just they're giving up more shots. <laughs> and they're giving up uh, their last in the league in second chance points. They're mm-hmm. last in the league. It, or for their opponents, sorry. So they're giving yep, up the opponents. most second chance points in the league. They're giving up the most made free throws of any uh, team in the league. Yep. And so that's just bringing their whole thing way down. So the other team's getting more shots, and they're getting to the free throw line. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, the actual percentage isn't bad. Sots has a very, like, simple defensive system yep. that gives you a pretty decent defense. You're not going to be elite, but we got to go score some buckets. Yeah, um, it's pretty
1: frustrating to watch at times because you just see, like, the guard trailing their the ball handler all the time and like CJ's always trailing and it's just like ah get in front work 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 but that's the system yeah yeah at least it's not Lorenzo Romar's system <laughs> the system, <laughs> switch everything.
2: <laughs> well, I know you're probably not going to be able to guard anybody, so <laughs> just switch and <laughs> have somebody else try to guard him. Then nobody know whose fault yeah. it is when another team scores. Like five <laughs> seconds left
1: in the game, all game with the game Oh, uh.
2: in- Anything else on the Blazers? No, Been rough so far. Let's move on to some
1: more promising teams to talk about.
2: Well, you got the Pacers, your pacers. number three pick, so this is like the 500 round, right? So if the team's over 500, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. If they're under 500, eh, well... They're 8-6. and six. Pretty solid. Which is surprising, without depot. they've been doing pretty S- well.
1: Started out 0-3, 8-3 in their last 11. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they really have come on, I feel like. You know, the Pacers, as a, we already, we already referenced them 15 years ago, but... <laughs> Well-run organization, I would say. Well-coached team. They're always gonna. They're always gonna be competitive. They're always gonna try and put a good winning product on the floor. Um, they got a balanced attack. I think they got six guys averaging in doubles. I want to say it was. I jotted it down.
2: So. Yeah, it looks like it. If you round up nine point eight to ten, I think that's. I think that works. Uh, so we got uh, Aaron Holliday. At like 10 points a game. Miles Turner at 14, Lamb at 17, Warren at 17. So, how about Sabonis with a little 19, 14, and four line, getting like three and a half, four assists a game with 14 rebounds, 19 points?
0: He's looked great with Miles Miles Turner out.
2: So, do they trade Turner?
0: I mean, I think they need to trade one of them. Well, you
2: can't trade Sabonis this year because he signed his extension. Yeah. So, if you're doing something this year, Turner's got to go.
0: I just, it just—it yeah, feels Portland. It, it feels like it's hard for those guys to play together. I mean, they just—oh, he'd be great at Portland.
2: Yeah, yeah. He but did. you're getting Nurkic back, so it's kind of like, can you play those get two together? Back
1: in like three months,
2: though. Oh yeah, at best, you don't yeah. get him back till like the end of the year. But yeah. it's going to be a big haul to get Turner. Somebody's going to have to give up a lot.
0: Maybe just give him you know, put them Hassan Whiteside, just straight up.
2: You know, <laughs> you know, it all works out. Maybe Carmelo.
3: <laughs> Contract. <laughs> we'll give you Carmelo, Anthony, and Hassan Whiteside for Turner. Who yeah. says who says no? We'll throw a- no <laughs> in Ken Baysmore's expiring. <laughs> <No>, I love <laughs> Bill Simmons. He's, he's so big on the expiring. <laughs> well
1: the expiring's mad. They, wow. they they give you flexibility. Who says no? They give you flexibility. Yeah, who says
2: I no. think this year on the train,
1: with the Pacers say no. I,
3: yeah, I'm pretty
2: sure the Pacers say no. I, I thought we were asking who in the Pacers organization says no. The first person to get the, the, the phone call, I think. The secretary who answers the phone says no. Uh, oh, I don't know. What we're just talking
3: about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to move one. I think you got to move one of those guys eventually. But crazier things have happened. I mean, they've you know they they. Managed so far to do okay I mean, with Turner being out, you, know, you, you do have an injury hedge there, but it just feel like their games are pretty similar and they clog the paint. It just feels like a really hard way of style to play in the NBA today.
2: Well, if you're going to go with two bigs, you need to have elite rim protection. And I just don't think Sabonis is the right guy to fit next to Turner to no. do that. So you can do like that L.A. model or whatever, where or the Bucks, where you have two really good rim protectors out there, go a little bit bigger. You lose some on offense, some spacing, some whatever. But you pick it up because your defense is better. They're not good with those two on the floor defensively. No. So Sabonis gets roasted in space against the power forward, but he's also not an elite rim protector. So, But if you get rid of Turner, then... Do you have any room protection? I guess would be the counterpoint to that. It'll be interesting come to the trade deadline this year. I don't know that expiring deals this year are going to have as much value as normal because the free agent class right. is so weak yep. next or, year. Yeah. So what are you freeing up your space for? Unless it's just a team trying to get out of the tax who's like no Portland. Allowed. Yeah. So Portland's either going to go in or out this year. They're either going to go make another trade and put something around the team to make them better. Yeah. Or they're going to get out the luxury tax, save some money, you know what I mean, and, and kind of bail and try and redo it yeah. for next year, but...
1: New owners, I mean, potentially. Yeah. yeah they're talking about they're, someone might buy the team, I mean, with Paul Allen passing.
2: So far, is it Jody, I believe? his yeah. sister's been doing great, I mean, as far as...
1: Uh, Spending money, that's for sure.
2: Which... If you just get this giant pile of cash and all these resources come to you, there's a lot of people who would make some weird decisions yeah. in, in this whole thing. And she's just paid and wants to compete and almost like making. It's almost like she's trying to make the decision she thinks he would have made. You know yeah. what I mean? Like
0: yeah, her and Gail Benson actually doing a pretty good
2: job. Yeah, Gail Benson yeah. also with the Pelicans, yeah. they're doing a great hire with David uh, Griffin coming in. Yep. Yes. Uh, yep. It's been a terrible uh, product so far. They can score some points, but man.
1: They've got to be near, I don't, I haven't studied on them, but they've got to be near the bottom in defense. No,
2: this it terrible. It's terrible. Uh, so we'll see if Zion coming back, if that helps fix that. But, um,
1: Derek's watching them live right now. Shout out Derek Severson.
2: Yeah. I, I try, I was hitting him up like a week ago to see if we we're going to go over his teams this week or line <laughs> it all up. And he's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, down in Arizona for work. Uh, and I'm going to the Suns Pelicans games. And then today he texts me. He's like, I got like courtside seats. I'm like,
3: what in the world? Amazing. He's like, Stub Hub,
2: fine. All excited. So I <laughs> sent me a picture with, I think, uh, he's got the, the Suns, I don't know. I was told that they're not cheerleaders; they're a dance team. Is dance that right? Sure, okay, yeah. okay. I don't want to get that. I don't want to get in trouble. But uh, <laughs> no. with all the with the dance team and right on the floor, so uh, he, I he's, think the he's lesson to be learned here is: fun.
1: I mean, Josh, you got you got a handful of kids. I got a few. Paul, you got a few. Yeah. Uh, tell your... Show your kids. Teach PE in the Highline School District because it clearly pays off. <laughs> great,
2: great life choice. You're you going to
1: see Ricky Rubio live. Yeah. You're know, you going
0: to tell your grandkids about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Booker needs to go for 50 tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, might. he might against New Orleans. He yeah. might. Oh,
2: they're, they're going to score a lot of points today. Yeah. That is Where for sure. Pacers? The Pacers. Pacers. We That's went on right. a little yeah, bit of a tangent. Nice we're we're nice coming side, back. Yeah. All right. So, so far, they are. 107 points a game, which is 20th in the league, but their defense is fifth and only giving up 103 points, puts their differential at four and a half. Uh, They're 16th in the number of shots they're getting with 101 a game, but they're number six and only giving up 98 shots a game. So they're getting almost three more shots than their opponents every game, and that's because they're not turning the ball over. They're fourth in the league with 13 and a half turnovers. So there's two less than their opponents. And they're also getting almost a an extra one and a half offensive rebounds a game. So it puts them in the top 10 in both their offensive rebounding as well as preventing the other team. So they're just getting, playing good defense.
1: Cleaning up the glass.
2: Cleaning up the glass, limiting the other team's opportunities. They're top 10 in the uh, opponent's effective field goal percentage mm-hmm. and it just gives them really, they're top 10 in. Uh, number two in fast break points allowed, number seven in the opponent's free throws made, and number nine in opponent's second chance points. So that's pretty much.
0: So we spent 10 minutes on the Pacers, and we haven't even mentioned their best player and potential all-star, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Like, I mean, just the sign and trade of the offseason?
2: You know, they gave up a lot. Yeah. For, you don't normally see, like, what is a first-round pick, a couple second-round picks. You'd be going over in a restricted free agent sign and trade who was a third, option. Guy who who was was a third option
0: for his team last year right. mm-hmm. yeah but he's played like an all-star he's been he's just been as efficient as he was in that limited role they had him with w- in Milwaukee but he's just been playing lights out I mean he's he's really efficient his turnover to assist ratio is phenomenal he's yeah. he's getting buckets he's just been given an opportunity
1: and is really really run with it oh he's, leads the team in scoring like you mentioned the 3-1 to one assist to turnover ratio um, and unfortunately, he's a little nicked up right now. A lot of injuries for the Pacers, really, when you think about it. Obviously, Oladipo, uh, but Brogdon a little bit nicked up. Sabonis has missed time. Miles Turner being hurt. Um, most teams, you say, hey, you're going to miss in the first 14 games, you're going to miss significant time from your best four players, and you're going to be 8-6. and six.
2: Yeah. Well, they didn't. Most people didn't have them ranked very high coming in. Yeah. to the year so that's that's pretty impressive i'm really excited to see that backcourt with brogdon and Oladipo. Oladipo, yeah oh yeah it's that, probably going to be end of the year before they're really healthy <laughs> and to get some chemistry and hopefully they can get a little bit of chemistry going into the playoffs and start playing better but
0: man yeah gonna be devastating i mean i mean I mean, they, I mean they in the playoffs i mean their big challenge is they're both a little undersized so they're gonna you, you run into the 76ers you run into the bucks and you know, you're trying to face off against guys who are bigger and taller than you. That could be a little bit of a challenge. But, man, those two guys are really, really good basketball they players. Might, so they might, smart.
1: They might be my third-round keeper. <laughs> we get one keep at the, at the break. Oh, my. And I could keep them in the third round. They might be the team. Not keeping like the Blazers? It's hope not going to be Blazers in the second. It's not going to be Blazers in the second. Maybe Bucks in the first.
2: Yeah, yeah. Depending That's...
1: on how they're doing. Um, probably... Probably, probably not the Blazers, <laughs> uh, and probably not the Kings. Leading to our fourth team, we got the Kings fourth or the Hawks fourth.
2: I got the Hawks, Hawks. was your okay. fourth, your fourth uh, round.
1: Definitely, pick. I mean the Hawks.
2: But you had them in a row, so it's like
1: yeah, I don't remember which one I took.
2: Well, it's uh, I think you pretty oh, really? much every time took the team you liked more second. That way, if you wanted to keep As on. I should have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, smart, smart. <laughs> so if you wanted to keep them, it was one round down, so...
1: I mean, when you talk about the Hawks, like like the Bucks we talked about, they can go as far as Giannis can go. The Bucks, they're going as far as Trey can take them, and that's four and ten right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Trey Young, I looked it up, sixth in usage rate in the NBA for... Guys that have played over 100 minutes. Uh, so I think he's averaging 26 or 27 <coughs> a game. The next guy on their team is 17, and that's John Collins, who's hurt, uh, not hurt, uh, suspended, suspended. 20, 25, 25 games. Uh, so not a lot of balance on the team. Um, looking at some of the stats here, 4 and 10. So that puts them near the bottom of the East. 19th in points scored. 26th in defensive uh, points scored. Not a whole lot of positive stats to pull up from here.
0: I mean, the kind of a, t- a tough team for this format if you're only looking at wins because they're not really a team that's trying to win. I mean, they got they, uh, they tore the thing down to the studs. Yeah. They've got a bunch of young talent in. They're hoping that it's going to blossom, and the way to do that is to just give, especially Trey Young, but a lot of other guys, just a lot of reps, and they're going to make a lot of mistakes while they do it, and they're not that concerned with winning basketball games. And they're also really thin. And I think they're starting Alex Len.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a, that's, a rough, that's, a, that's a rough guy to be a starter on your team. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's down to like 17 and a half minutes a game because... It's too many. Well... It's too many. It's <laughs> too
0: many. But they just, you know, they're, a young, they're, they're, the, they're the most fun bad team. Like, they're really a fun team. They have so many guys who are fun to watch. They have herder. One of my kids is a Ginger. So, you know, Herder is going to be one of his heroes. Yeah. Even Aaron Baines. Yeah,
2: didn't you do like uh, 31 days of... Uh,
0: Halloween costume, Ginger Halloween <laughs> costume? Real ginger. labor of love. Follow yeah. me at uh, Paul Graves Wall. I'm a great follow on Twitter. Yeah, a yeah. real uh, really great follow. <laughs> re-
2: re- really disappointed. My uh, November has not been as exciting without my daily little from Paul. I would
1: put Groundskeeper Willie, probably number one on my list. Groundskeeper mm-hmm.
2: Willie great was pretty one. good. As
1: far as great one. the gingers go. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: um i was like man they put some time into this like, <laughs>
0: my wife put a good amount of time and thought into this thing every day was like
2: all out like full-on costume we it got was, makeup going uh, on we got all sorts of things happening it was a labor of
1: love
0: <laughs>
1: it, was a, it was a long month so you talk you talk about back on the hawks you talk about not really being deep um their second two so Trey Young, on 27 points a game and then you go to collins who's suspended then you go to Jabari Parker, seventeen points a game, and I believe the quote he he had was, "You don't make money playing defense." <laughs> <laughs>
2: I did not hear that quote. Jabari <laughs> Parker fact. That makes so much sense for and him. So
1: um, he's he living up to his word. He, he
2: should not- talk to Draymond Green. Like this guy can't score a lick, and he's getting you he just signed a hundred billion dollar deal. Yeah. That's a bigger deal than Jabari Parker's ever signed. So. Can't
1: shoot. Can't score. <laughs> and, uh, he's making nine figures, so.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're. Yeah, the Hawks are interesting. They're they're gonna have a really bright future here in a couple of years. Uh, they got to get some pieces. They needed that center. They need some. They need an elite rim protector. If you're gonna have Trey Young as your point guard. There is not a lot of what do they call that? The point of the spear or whatever. Yeah. That is a pretty dull point. Like they're gonna go right through Trey. Yeah. Nobody, he's not gonna slow anybody down. Yeah. Best case scenario, right when they go by you, release to the three point line, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll try to hit you down the floor. Put it with Kevin Love. Kevin Love will put some of those full court passes on the point on the dot for him. But
0: you, you, you breaking that trade right now? Breaking breaking news. Kevin Love with the Hawks. Kevin Love with the Hawks. Doesn't really
2: fit in their timeline. Maybe, a... <laughs> Maybe this off season. Maybe this off season they might be more interested if they're trying to be competitive next Who could year they, evan
1: turner? <laughs> i think he might be on a spicy expiring
0: yeah. Uh, yeah actually evan turner would be pretty pretty, nah, nah, well. pretty
2: nasty but though i do really like deandre hunter Vince Carter.
0: yeah for virginia he was you know he was the leader of that virginia team last year yeah. um went for, fourth overall this year fourth fifth somewhere in there yeah they uh, traded up
2: to fourth to get him
0: yeah. yeah um there are knocks on him i mean he's slow he uh, His shot is kind of herky-jerky, and it's slow to get up there because it's kind of a wind-up, mm-hmm. um, which is tough to make the transition from college to the NBA, but very smart player, obviously played for Tony Bennett for several years in Virginia, really good defender, really tries hard. Um, I think he's going to end up having a good, serviceable um nba career it's just I, the knock on him is i don't think his ceiling is that high and for a guy to take a number four when you got a really long time horizon he they, there was a lot of knocks on him then taking that pick because he seemed more like a guy who you know if you're one piece away and you just need a good solid three and d guy mm. he would be your guy but um i, I like him i think he's going to have a good long career in the nba but they you know they're trying to slot him into that spot
1: yeah they, they weren't in a position to draft a role player they needed they needed a, somebody with upside, somebody as a star. And, uh, I, yeah,
2: I hear what you guys are, are saying because they're, as far as winning, they're early on in the rebuilding process. But they have some pieces. Oh, yeah. So they have, oh. uh, John Collins. Yep. yep. They have Herder, Reddish, and Trey Young. I think we're like the four guys that they're kind of looking at. Okay. So we got a couple of good shooters on the wing. We got, like, a really good offensive point guard. Mm-hmm. We got John Collins, who is a little bit more of an offensive player. Versatile. Yeah. Who can potentially slide down to center if I want to go small <laughs> or go power forward if I want to go a little bit bigger. And I think Hunter kind of fits into that swing forward, defensive-minded, because all those guys are scorers. Give me the ball. Whatever. So do you really want to add another young scorer to that mix. Yeah. Unless you think they're going to be like a Trey Young. I mean, if they're going to be really good like this, of course. Yeah, you just can throw them in there. But Or do you want to take something that you think might be a little bit more of a sure thing that you could see slotting in there at small forward to go big and give a little bit more defense or potentially even slide down to the four so that John Collins can slide over and give you a little bit of that defensive versatility? Uh, they paid a lot to get him, so they believe in him. Uh, that's for sure. They, they they gave the Pelicans a nice little <laughs> package in you know, order to be able to move up uh, to get him there. Uh, so yeah, it's early to go for fit in a rebuild, but if you feel like you have now five solid guys and you're really just missing that top-notch center to really anchor the whole thing, what? Uh, who else are you getting at? At that point. Like, that's a, don't know. That's the hard part. It's It's always who else is on the board.
0: Oh, I mean, their team building has been really interesting because they... When they started this rebuild, they got Travis Schlenk as general manager who came over from the Warriors. And it's easy to see him kind of picking the the guys for the Warriors. Like, Trey Young, they want to be their Steph Curry. And Herter, they want to be their Clay Thompson. And if I think of John Collins as like a bigger version of Draymond. So, I mean, they have... It's clear they have a plan for like the archetype of guys that they want to get in there, um, but, but it's just it's a different. It'll be interesting to see how it works out long term because it's a different kind of rebuild than you usually see, where you just. Want to get top picks like the 76ers, They didn't care about fit at all for five years. They Let's just said, draft
2: a bunch of centers because yeah. it's the best available. Yeah, you, yeah,
0: yeah, you end you end up with Neurons <laughs> <laughs> Noel and Joel Embiid Joel and Ben and Simmons Embiid. on the same team. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. so
1: it, it's even you know, they're different. Let's just all play six feet from the basket. <laughs> <laughs> so the different philosophies
0: of how you how you create your team—it's gonna be fascinating to see. But it's just but you know they're also I think they're patient. They got a long time horizon, which again is bad for this year when they don't really care about wins and losses. They just want to see their guys get reps and blossom
2: yeah it was very unfortunate with the 76ers that they got rid of hinky when they did because he did a great job of building this huge asset base and like okay we have a lot of duplication and all this stuff and then they put somebody else in there was like okay let's clean this up and they got no value for okafer they got no value for noel they got like they just like got it on they gave up the farm to get jimmy butler and tobias harris yep. Last year. Yeah. Uh, Butler's gone. Butler's gone. Tobias Harris is on a max deal taking up your entire freaking, yeah. like, all your flexibility around Simmons and Embiid and has not looked fantastic. And giving
0: up open threes. Passing up open threes, by the way.
2: Oh Go watch goodness.
0: the 76ers games. That guy, is something is wrong with his head because he's giving up. He's just passing up wide
2: open threes. Well, he's, he's more of a, a rhythm guy. He's like a, a mm-hmm. off the dribble. Mm-hmm. He's a, a Carmelo Anthony that shoots a few more threes type of player. And he's, So if he's not getting you a lot of assists, uh, you pretty much have to run your offense through him for him to be super effective. And he's not elite enough to give that much money to you and that many assets to trade for. So I get it. It was probably the best fit they could have pulled in at the time. But man, they've stripped all of that work that they did in this entire rebuild. And they really have to show for it is Embiid, great. That's awesome. But at any point, he could not play again because of injuries. And Simmons, who can't shoot, Yep. And uh, Max Steele for Tobias Harris.
1: You did see he made his first three-pointer of the day.
2: Oh, my. You, they are 1-0. and o. They are 1-0 and o <laughs> in games where he makes a three-pointer. So, yes. you know, undefeated.
0: A ne- <laughs> next, it's a next-gen stat right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Calling the,
0: call the nerds. Calling the data nerds on that uh, Go to the MIT Sloan Conference.
2: I'm going. I love it. I bought a ticket. 100%. <laughs> have fun in Boston. Stupid expensive. I imagine that's right. Yeah. So I told Amy, she was like, keep an eye on it. It was going for, on sale or whatever, like a month ago or something. And uh, I'm like, yeah, whatever, when it comes up, just like buy it. Cool. We'll figure it out later. I don't I have any idea how much it's going to be. So I'm in a meeting at work. I'm meeting with somebody going through whatever. When uh, she calls me, she calls me like a couple times in a row. And that's kind of like the... Something's Bad wrong, signal. there's an emergency, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let me answer it. She's like, Uh, the ticket's seven hundred bucks i like oh crap But I'm like okay Go for it
3: Because like, I'm in a meeting Right like, Authorized yeah. I'm in a meeting And she's like I thought you would say that She sounded so disappointed
2: But by the time I got home I don't know We're staying on uh, At some hotel Right across like The bridge there Where it's the gateway To whatever I don't know She went and found Like the most expensive hotel I think is what happened yeah. By the time I got home She had like a full spa day Booked for <laughs> I'm like She's like, You're so. Seven hundred dollars on that. Yeah. I'm for sure doing the full full spa day and all this other stuff. So. Oh, she's
0: not she's not going. She doesn't want no, to she's
2: no. Th- she's going. She, no, she, she jumped
0: on. She, 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 she's not going to the Sloan. She doesn't. Want oh to no, the, she's like, not going to that. She, at she, at doesn't, all. She, doesn't, she doesn't want to go into a windowless room and hear from the data guy for the Atlanta Braves.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, she's like I'm going to leave uh, the six kids at home and I'm going to come with you, but I'm going to go to the spa, and have no. a massage, and like all this other stuff. <laughs> <For> you Guys, <laughs> to get Six <laughs> great kids
1: right. at home though. No kidding. How'd they you get that. That's one so, uh,
2: well... Tell, tell me you're leaving him with John Hoover. <laughs> tell me your brother's <laughs> negative. Another story for another time. But, anyway, so we'll run through this real quick with the Hawks. They're 19th in points scored with 108 uh, game. They're giving up 117, so they're negative uh, 9 points a game. Getting 101 shots a game, giving up 102. Uh, their turnovers, they're second to last in the league. They're turning the ball over almost 18 times a game. Mm-hmm. Uh opponent turnovers though, uh are at seventeen a game. So at least they're they're forcing turnovers to try and keep that somewhat balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh seventeenth of the lead offensive rebounds at ten a game, giving up eleven a game. Really middle in the pack in free throws and second chance points. Uh they're down towards the bottom in fast break points, which kind of surprised me. Cause when I think of Trey Young, I think of like getting it out, getting it up and getting a quick quick shot up, but Yeah but I think that's kind of people know that. <laughs> so yeah. outside of him, they don't have a ton else you need. I feel like you need a big to help pull the defense down though, to really get a lot of transition stuff that they can protect the rib. And, but then, uh, the opponents are getting, tw- they're making 22 free throws a game, which is second to last in the league. Uh, they're 20th in the league, giving up 14, uh, second chance points. They're giving up 15 face fast break points, which is like 24th in the league. Uh, It's going to be a long season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, I,
0: can I just give you like two minutes to sound the alarm on Cam Reddish while we're here? As a, as a Duke alum, we'll allow it. Uh-huh. I just, so Cam Reddish, I'm already worried. So the guy's 20 years, 19 years old, 20 years old. He's either 19 or 20 years old. Um, he is a top 10 guy coming out of high school, joins up with Zion and RJ Barrett. So he ends up being the third option at Duke. And played really passively there. While, while I mean, he wasn't one of the guys who like he wasn't a dog who you know is gonna be the third th- third guy. But once he gets the ball, he's gonna slash and he's gonna kick or he's gonna get to the rim and get free and get free throws. He's shooting in like the low twenty percent right now from three. Um, He's not getting to the rim. He's playing a passive role again on this team, which is probably where they had him slotted in as kind of a slash and kick type guy, like a third option when you can attack closeouts and play some defense. But I just worry for a guy who's as talented as he is, like he's such a remarkable athlete, 6'8", He's super long, he's super strong He's so fast, and I just worry that already At like 19 years old, he's just By playing at Duke as a third option and being passive There, and then by playing in this offense right now Where they're trying to give so much usage to Trey, that he's just going to find His confidence shot and never really get to The the opportunities and get To the the level that his talent Would say that he should have had
2: Yeah, it just kind of floats in, floats out a little bit You see flashes Really, I just feel like it comes down To him, how good of a shooter is he really? Yeah, if he's a really good shooter, he'll find his way.
3: Yeah,
2: but if he's not a really good shooter, if you don't have that aggressiveness, you're not going to be a really good defender. You're not going to get to the rim a lot. You're not going to be a good rebounder. And if you're not doing those three things, and you're not an elite shooter,
0: and I don't, th- I don't think he's been. A, he would, he's never been like a great free throw shooter, which is you know the good indication for how you're going to be a three in the NBA. Um, especially it, for catch and shoot Yep. I so think it translates
2: right. very well for catch and shoot off the dribble is a little different but for catch yep. and shoot I think it translates extremely well
0: so the, best, so the best hope is he does you know he goes to that shooting camp that all the guys go to after their first year and they learn how to shoot and he can get his three-point numbers respectable and then he really could be with his athleticism he could be a great guy to attack closeouts and to really break down a defense but for right now I'm just it's got me nervous for a guy who's so young and so talented
1: yeah, you know, there's a lot of the, a lot of those guys in the NBA though. It's a it's a big step up. Yep, and it's got to be incredibly difficult transitioning when you're when you're the, by far the best player probably in your state in high school. Yeah, and even in college <laughs> you're an alpha male. I mean, you are the top one of the top two or three people in the ACC. Yeah. And then you transition to the league as a 19, 20-year-old. Yeah. I was When I was 19, 20, I do not know what I was doing in life. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And these guys are transitioning to the league, and now it's like 20 minutes a game, a couple shots here or there, it's not much, so.
2: And you don't have the man uh, the, strength yet. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's a little different trying to get into your shots and your stuff when yeah. the guy is guarding you is like, oh. Crap. Like, so, <laughs> this though, I guy's built like.
1: Though, I don't know if you guys have watched any Husky basketball, watched Husky basketball lately. Oh, yeah. But Isaiah Stewart, I mean, he is built like he's 30. Yeah. <laughs> strong. He's a man. My goodness. They're really athletic. I'm excited for this. I'm, le- li- team. I'm legitimately almost old enough to be that guy's dad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm <have> 35. <laughs> and he's <is> probably 18. <laughs>
1: He can pick you up and throw you 15 feet right now. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Final team, the Sacramento Kings. Mm. And if I did get them in the fifth round, uh, potential potential keep as well. Uh, because I think I'll have the last pick overall.
2: Uh, oh, that's a good call. That's because, a very good call.
1: Because, uh, you know, they're 6-7. and seven, So, they're not, you know... Burn the doors off, but like we said, your last pick of the draft, if you can get 500 or, or just shy.
2: Well, I think they've been picking it up a little bit recently. Start they 0-5. started out started, well, started out 0 and 5.
1: Yeah, eight, six and two in their last eight games, um, and they got some they got some injuries, so they're going to get some guys back. De'Aaron Fox has been a little nicked up here and there. Mm-hmm. Bagley's going to be <clears> back in I think a week or two, um, and he's he's talented. I mean that guy can score. They're a shooting team, though. Buddy Heald, Bogdanovich. They put up a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes.
2: Yeah, they got a lot of shooters. I
1: think, uh, I want to say, sixth in made threes per game in the league, fourth in percentage. So, they're putting it up. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's it's interesting, because last year they... Their bread and butter for outperforming their talent and expectations and all this was they just put Fox in the fast court and they said, Run Deer
1: and Fox, oh, go to yeah. the, rack, the rack, attack the rack. Attack the rack. Yeah, um, yeah ding it, crack, crack the Coors light. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was Deer and Fox either to the rack or kidding <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. And now it's
2: now they're like in the twenties and fast break points. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: I, I actually they're got They're like it. at
2: the very top of the league last year.
0: I have a I have a nugget on this very, very point. So last year they were 2nd in the league in pace. This year they are 3rd slowest yeah. in pace. And that was true even when even when De'Aaron Fox was playing. Yeah. Like Luke Walton has specifically told them, "We are not going to do this. We're not
1: going to be a team that yeah. tries to just
0: outrun the other team. We're going to rely on And the num-
1: and the numbers support that. Yep. Opponents offensive rebounds are 4th in the league. Opponents fast break points, they're allowing less than 10 a game, at 9.8 first in the league. So, yep.
2: Uh. Well, that, that was, I think, Luke Walton's deal is like, if we really want to be good long-term, yeah, I can run a fast court thing and get some preseason wins and barely miss the playoff. Mm-hmm. Or some regular season wins. Might as well be preseason, right? The, the regular season starts <laughs> yeah, in the playoffs. But uh, to get some regular season wins, but come playoffs, we can't do that. Teams don't let you do that. You have to be able to execute in the half court. You have to be able to you know do these things, and so the, he trying to take a young team and teach them. This is the way we can win at a higher level and figure out this other stuff. Because you can always crank up the pace later and get Fox to be more aggressive and all this stuff after you learn some of these fundamentals. Uh, when I heard him say that they. I think they're about 0-5 right around that time, right around that range a little bit, uh, which shows some confidence to, in what you're doing in the system and you mean yep. put it in place. So uh, honestly, Eric, I was feeling real nervous for you. I thought this was going to be a pretty terrible pick, but <laughs> they've been playing quite a bit better.
1: When when were you feeling nervous at 0-3, 0-4, 0-5? When was it? <laughs> yeah, I was feeling the same way, trust me. Um, it started out really rough for me. You look at... Uh, Sacramento start out 0 and five. Uh, Milwaukee start out 0 and two. Pacers start out 0 and three. Mm. Uh, Atlanta's yeah. their four and ten. But Big deal. yeah, and then the Blazers they are still uh, got it in part. So
2: um, well, you've brought it back around. You're you're in total now at 34 and 36. So you're six games out of first. Number one uh, with 40 wins with fit, uh, John Finn. Johnny Finn. Is number one. Brian's at 39. I'm at 38. You're at 34. Then we got Derek at 32. And uh, Trevor is at
1: 27. <laughs> Who has he got? He must have. He's got um, the Warriors. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's got the Nets. Whoops.
2: Oh. Uh, he's got the Wizards, the Grizzlies, and the Clippers.
1: Wizards? Um, not... Winning a lot of games, they're scoring feisty. a lot of points though.
2: They're feisty. I, I actually uh, first couple games, uh, Trevor was the first one we went through his teams. I was like, cat, yeah, they haven't won the games yet, but I kind of, I kind of like what they're doing. Did they're, you they're see feisty. The,
1: the game they played Houston? Wasn't it 160-159 was in regulation? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, there's a lot of points.
1: Yeah, and there was a tweet. Uh, somebody was like. Houston's struggling with the with the Wizards. This can't be good for long term. And Bradley Beal responds like, "We can play." What are you talk Like, you know, basically, like, obviously, we can play. <laughs> and someone responds, "Yeah, offense." You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, can't play a lick of D. Yeah,
2: he was uh, going to be the one of big trade chips this year, but he signed his extension, he signed. so he's off the board. So. I know. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. He's, he hope, he's he hoping he's hoping John Wall comes back next year, and they can go on another little. Uh, second half of their prime run, but
0: well, so so you you sign your extension, but you can then move it in February, right? That's isn't that the rule?
2: No, uh, it. De- there's a lot of different rules. The conference.
0: I love Sloan. Yeah, you've <laughs> been out of Sloan. Like, the- <laughs>
2: there's a lot of different rules depending when you sign it and yeah. stuff. But generally speaking, if you ex- sign an extension this year, yeah. you can't get traded this year. Okay, um, is the the simple, okay. the simple part of it?
1: NBA really trying to. Trying to keep their stars in their cities. <laughs> let fans be attached to their stars. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let kids grow up. Room for one yeah. guy. You, you gotta. And you this you it. essentially turned into fantasy sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. With a redraft. Well, yeah, <laughs> they tried a redraft. To do, like
2: this max, this designated whatever, yeah, like super yeah. max, yeah. super max. But it completely backfired mm-hmm. on them because yeah. now it's like I could offer it so early, and if the guy doesn't accept it right away, it's like, well, if he's not going to accept all this money, and then the teams that actually have signed it have completely hamstrung their teams, because it takes up so much of the salary cap. It's like, I don't understand why they didn't do this. They should have just made the difference between the regular max and the super max, not count against your books on the salary, if you really want to be able to reward, if you're the team that drafted them. You know what I'm saying? Just put a caveat in there. If you're the team that drafted them, that difference... Does not count against your books? It yep. doesn't count. You have to pay them, but it doesn't count against the salary cap, yep. so that you can still build a team around this one because you're in this tiny market and you can't afford to pay all this luxury tax. Like, it well, doesn't make sense.
0: Oh, well, speaking of all that, the Sacramento Kings are kind of finding themselves in that position. They they just gave 179 million dollars to Harrison Barnes and uh, Buddy Heel. I like both those guys, but man, that's a lot of money. And then you got De'Aaron Fox coming up next year. And Bagley the year after that, mm-hmm. it's they went from a team that was kind of young and exciting and it was playing fast to a team that all of a sudden, I mean, they're going to be hitting luxury tax really fast with a team that, I mean, if Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes are at best your third and fourth option, how far are you going in the West?
2: Yeah, nice Buddy Hield right can shoot, probably about there. Yeah, he Buddy Hield, those guys could absolutely shoot, hundred yeah. percent. And so I think that's a great fit around Bogdanovich. Can Bogdanovich shoot. can shoot uh, around with Bagley <laughs> and Fox. I think that could, could really do some stuff. But o to be uh six eight six nine decently athletic uh, forward in the NBA, you're just going to get paid. Mama's, get, there's not enough of them.
1: Mamas teach your kids to hoop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when well, I came here, CJ was shooting in the backyard with the hopes of me retiring in about 15 years. Shoot,
0: shoot free play defense, kid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, the, well, you mentioned Bogdanovich.
3: Though, but shoot
0: and, first. But shoot first. You mentioned Bogdanovich. They're going to have a traffic jam at guard when De'Aaron Fox comes back. And so Bogdan is getting thrown into all kinds of trade rumors. Like he's got a manageable contract. He is a perfect guy that you can put into whatever system you're running cuz he can just shoot off, you can shoot threes off the catch. He can create his own offense a little bit. He's good, but he's going to get stuck behind um healed and Fox and probably Harrison Barnes for a while. So don't be surprised if they try to flip him for some future picks or some assets.
2: Yeah, cuz they the biggest extension they could give him was like 10-12 million yep. a year, something like this, right now. So he's not going to sign for that. Now he's going into next. You just Isn't that amazing. Just people? ten to twelve million a just year, right? Just only best running back in the in, in, yeah. in the National it's Football like League gets that our... for
0: two years it's guaranteed. Like... <laughs> Richard Sherman money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: amazing what the NBA's done.
2: Oh, there's so much money. <laughs> There's so much money, and, and, is, and there's only 12 the league, guys. You watch
1: the games. Sure, like the Lakers games are filling up, and the Clippers, and a couple teams here there are filling arenas. But for the most part, like half-empty arenas. Yep. You know. Well, that's games why on like league pass NBA,
0: TV. especially like
2: Memphis and Detroit. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's, why, that's
0: why that China thing with Daryl Morey was such a huge deal because that's yeah. where that money's coming from, and the money's right. coming from TV rights and it's coming from foreign rights, and they had just been killing it in China. And I mean, you've seen some of the rumors about different team valuations and stuff like that. Like, yeah. like the league, like it's gonna like they could project lose like five billion dollars a year if China really does go through with just totally cutting them off. Like, that's where all this money's coming from. And that's why there was a collective cowardice and freak out from the NBA side when that all happened.
1: But not LeBron. He wasn't worried about that. He was more worried about, you know, people's feelings. and
3: China's China sovereignty. <laughs> China's sovereignty. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, he just it suddenly became a big uh, G fan. Yeah.
2: Human rights matter until it affects my bottom line. Exactly. <laughs> when it's good for my bottom line to stick up for human rights, yeah. I'm all in. But yeah. 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 the second I might lose an endorsement deal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold you up. guys, we need to think before we tweet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh eh. All right. So run through this real quick. We got they're twenty. the Sacramento Kings are 25th in points scored, 106 a game. They're giving up 109. So they're three and a half points negative on the differential they're only taking like you're uh saying paul they're 27th mm-hmm. in the league in the number of shots per game they take so that's 96 attempts a game they're they're number one in giving show uh, allowing the fewest attempts at 95 a game turnovers they're turning the ball over about 16 times a game giving up uh getting the opponents to turn it over 15 times they're getting 10 and a half rebounds a game uh, offensive rebounds game right in the middle of the pack, but they're doing a really good job. They're only giving up about nine, which is top five for their opponents. The tough part is other than the opponents fast, they're doing, they're limiting opponents, opponents, fast break points, and they're limiting the opponents, uh, offensive rebounds. And they're right in the middle, uh, of the pack for opponents, free throws made. So they're, they are getting the opponents to have to play in a half court against a set defense. And, that helps that
3: helps a lot like. yeah.
1: I mean I think I think they're, they're I don't know what their season win total was going into the year but I, I'm sure they're on pace to beat it yeah you know they were uh, they were uh, projected as a bottom five bottom seven type team and they're gonna be you know team number 15
0: to 20 so and they play hard they're playing hard on defense I watched the one of their one of their wins in this win streak
1: is over Boston yeah. They beat the Celtics, yeah. and the they, they won... They beat some other good teams in the 6-2 and two run. I want to say it was Boston. I want to say... Uh... They had a two-point loss to the Lakers. I yeah. Mean, I mean, they, and that Boston game, I watched the end of that game, and
0: they were playing really hard defense. They won that game when they got a stop. They got... They um, they shut down Kemba. Uh, I think it was Heels on and played really good defense, and then enforced a really bad shot from Marcus Smart. Like, they was one of the beauties of having a young team with a pretty good motivator like Luke Walton. Like They're they're playing hard right now, which is during the regular season in the NBA, you can't say about every single team. So I mean, yeah. give, give them credit for that. Like They're playing hard. I just worry that with all the money they just handed out, that they're just going to hamstring themselves before this rebuild can really get going, which is kind of the same thing you could say about the Kings for the last 20 years. Ever
1: since the NBA robbed them of going to the finals against the Lakers. <laughs> yeah so I mean the teams that they've beat in this run Phoenix Boston Portland Atlanta uh, but the jazz too yeah yeah, that was a good win you know
0: they and, got to, I mean, the losses
1: were you know Lakers by two and Raptors by four you know two yep very good teams they're ta- tough
0: they're talented and they play hard
1: yep I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Sacramento in January I'm gonna in tomorrow yeah. But
0: I'm just flying in from the morning, flying out in the afternoon.
1: They're no going to I'm, see a game. I'm catching a game. I'm catching a game. I'm sure to I play the Warriors, though. Yeah, kind yeah. of a buzz. When I booked it originally, I was like,
3: oh. You see <laughs> you Eric Pascal watch? Yeah,
1: Pascal. Maybe Draymond. I don't know. I think they're shutting him down. Yeah. Oh, I think they're, shut, yeah. They're, they're,
0: they're tanking. They're on, they're on the full-on tank. Yeah. They should Who play they like, forward?
2: 25 minutes a game. Who's the first pick this year?
0: It's kind of three guys. Kind of three or four guys.
2: There's a lot of point guards on the top of the thing.
0: So, yeah, it's a, it's a heavy point guard thing, which is not good for the league because there's already like, a glut of point guards. Yeah. But so you got, so your top options are only one of them actually playing in college because the rest of the guys are overseas. That, yeah. But, uh, so, college, so yeah. James, well, and the guy who's playing in college, James Wiseman, the NCAA, is trying to have him not play. Isn't he up to sit at 11, guy, yeah. 11 Chief, games now? Uh-huh, so James Wiseman and Payback, $15,000, even though he can't make any money because he's an NCAA college student-athlete. <laughs> but so James Wiseman is one of the guys. Lamello Anthony, or Lamello Ball, sorry. Lamello, Lamello, Lamello. R.J. Hampton, uh, who is playing overseas. And then um, uh, Anthony?
2: Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is who, Net has a, its number one. Wiseman at number two. Jaden McDaniels. Hey, like, you yeah, Jaden. Yeah. Yeah. At number three, Cole Anthony. Four, LaMelo Ball, five,
0: Cole Anthony, uh, and I hate to do say, they, do they have Isaiah
1: Stewart on there?
2: Isaiah, I don't. He's the
1: other
2: yeah, number six, Isaiah wow. Stewart, number six, power Two forward, top center. Top ten
1: picks. on that Two team? top ten picks on the puppies? My goodness. Man.
2: Well, there was a lot of there was a lot of hype coming into the year about.
1: Mentioned Jay Z's nephew,
2: <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is he in charge of like the intro music or like? <laughs> I
0: don't know. The, uh, so it, 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 it's it's a wide open draft. There's not a consensus. There's not like a well, I, I say not a Zion, but Zion wasn't even a consensus number one going into last year. A lot of people yeah, thought that R.J. Barrett was just going to run away with that. Yeah. Thing. So you know, a lot of things can happen over the course of the year, but. Um, James Wiseman seven one stretch five, um, Lamelo Ball is everything that you want him to be, including a guy with a really weird shot. Yeah, because <laughs> um, their dad made him shoot three pointers with regular basketballs when they were like six years old, so they can't <laughs> shoot now. Um, Cole, Cole so I will say, I will say, if if it, if it ends up being a team that needs a point guard, Cole Anthony, for UNC, um, set the all-time UNC record for most points in a debut. In his first game, he went off for like thirty-five um, super fast point guard with just amazing handles and a great shot. So there's, there are guys there, but it's a lot of point guards. Um, and not a lot of teams who are going to be high, really need point guards. A lot of teams that are bad are kind of set at point guard. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of shooting wing depth, which is what you want.
2: Well, if you look at the Warriors, they got Curry and Russell. They're already like figuring out, Oh, I guess Curry, you can play off, off guard. No problem. He's so good off the ball. That's not really an issue. You move Clay down to the three, whatever. Uh, but you got another point guard? I mean, I guess you need somebody to anchor your second unit, but like, at the same time, top five pick, I think you're kind of hoping they'll start, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, the Warriors are going to be an, in, an interesting situation as a...
2: But do they keep that pick?
1: You flip them for somebody. Yeah, I mean...
2: Do you attach him to D'Angelo Russell and go pull back? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe but that's 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 an, that's an obvious trade right there. Like they,
2: you can pull yeah, back some serious talent, yeah, but some established but, guys for somebody who wants to go a little bit younger with the Angelo Russell of a top five pick.
1: Yeah, but it seems like the NBA is some of the teams are just kind of devaluing the first round pick.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean how it, it peaks Picks
1: do the Thunder have oh a lot, like 19. so like many nineteen in the next three drafts. So many, I mean, yeah.
2: Uh, they have a, they have a lot of pick it picks. So, two things. One, uh, Paul George's situation was very unique because yeah. they essentially the Clippers, with all those draft picks, were able to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard because Leonard wasn't going to commit without George. So, right. they way overpaid for George. Yep. So, the OKC came out really cleanly. I, I, I think we're seeing a little bit of a shift because if you go back, what, like seven, eight years ago, first-round picks are like nothing. People just throw them around. And yeah. then the analytics came in, and they're like freaking out. And then the salary cap went way up, but the rookie salary scale didn't adjust right away right so now you're getting a first round pick and they're taking up just a tiny 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 bit of the thing now those all adjusted up and now you have like third year and fourth year options that are like 10 million they just picked up Markel Fultz's deal uh what like a month or two ago mm-hmm. it was like 12 million or something for next year yeah so it's not like six million like it used to be and so I think what happened is when those salaries went back up teams they kind of didn't value them. That they overvalued them because the salaries were so low, and it's like I could bring this guy in, and actually might be able to fit, and it takes up like no salary cap space. And now that the salaries got readjusted, I think the value went down on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because really, when you start looking at it, though, twelfth twelfth 12th round pick or twelfth uh, number twelve, whatever. What the hell am I trying to say? The number twelve overall pick. Yeah. What's the chances that's a good starter for you?
0: Yeah, I mean... It's not 80%. Of, no, you know what
2: I No. no. It, it's, it's a pretty... It's not a crazy high percentage. And so you see stuff like the Nets where Boston got this great haul, but then, okay, you got the eighth overall pick or you got the ninth overall pick or the 11th overall yeah. pick. Okay, cool, but that helps, but that doesn't exactly help me build a dynamic right. team. And I think people are kind of really starting to run the numbers on all of that. Yeah. And it's like, eh, yeah.
3: Well, look,
0: look at the Atlanta Hawks. Who would you rather have right now? Trey Young and Cam Reddish or Luka Doncic? Who, by the way, I would just say last night I caught the first quarter Jeez. of Dallas-Golden State. <laughs> he 22-5-5 and in the first quarter. Uh, he was on pace for an 88-20-20 game.
2: I watched I, I watched a little more than the first quarter, but not much, because there wasn't much else to see. I was right. like, okay, Luca took care of business. Yeah. I can move on to a different game. <laughs> but,
0: well, I'm sorry, sorry to tell you, two of your teams, the Kings and the Hawks, passed on the guy who might win the MVP in his second year.
2: <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's uh, very good. He's like a – He's a, when I watch him play, I can't just help but think he's just like a, a bigger Ginobili. He's like a bigger – like a six eight guy. You know what I mean? Like Why do they strong. have to
1: pair him with Christophe Porzingis?
2: Like, I like, actually really like that pairing. Do you? Yeah, I think they're going to... That's a lot of size for your top two guys. And Porzingis can shoot. He's a legitimate shooter. He can shoot. And so if he can shoot and he's seven three, he's a really good rim protector. When he's uh, on the floor, he's very difficult to score against at the rim. Mm-hmm. And if you have those two things next to Luka what else do you want from a big guy to pair him with?
0: That's true. I mean, I mean, the beauty of Luca, like, genuinely, like, you can, he's already shown, you can put him next to anybody, and he's, he's a great teammate, yeah. He's got he, he, he passes, he puts you in a great position to pass, he's, his passing is amazing. Mm-hmm. The guy has, he's 19 years old, and you see some of these passes, and he looks like 37 year old Paul Pierce, yeah. with just like these crafty old man moves. Yeah. He's not fast or anything like that, but like, the big knock on him was conditioning, but he, like, he played 90 games in the Spanish league when he was 18 years old. Was the MVP of that league, and the other guys who they were talking about going ahead of him played 35 games in college <laughs> against 18 year olds. Like it's, yeah. I don't know. It's he's, poised. He's remarkable. He's going to be really,
1: really good. I can't believe, especially Sacramento pass on him. There's so many. There's so many yeah. uh, uh, young, talented <laughs> guards that come in. That, that when they go to the rack, they go so hard you can't. They're either going up or kicking out. They're elevating. They don't know what they're going to do with the ball, but he plays with so much composure, so much poise. Um, he's nineteen. He's, he's remarkable. He's nineteen years old. Um, he's he kind of reminds me of Jason Kidd, but better almost already. Six foot eight, Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It, it's pretty incredible. There's only a few guys in the league. That throw some of the types of passes that he throws. Yep. Yeah. You see LeBron throw some passes like yep. this, you see Chris Paul throw some passes like this that are just super creative from the angle, from the spin on the ball, from the timing, the you mean all the, like the little stuff, and it's just Dilding. I don't remember seeing anybody do it that young. They've been running this
0: They've been running this play for him. They'll run a pick and roll with a lot of different guys where he's the ball handler on the pick and roll at the top of the key. And the roll guy will just go straight to the rim. But he'll make this straight. He'll do a jump pass, like but straight like behind the guy, basically. And you watch some of the passes, and he's doing like – he's basically giving alley-oops to the guy from behind, and they're like on the money for like you just hold up your hands and then dunk it. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and that play in particular is like – unlike I, what I've seen from anybody else because he, he's big enough that he can stop and do a jump pass over to get over his man. And then like he could just, the guy is just really, really good at passing. This is enough on Luca because you don't even have Dallas, but no, he's very he's hard very, not to good. talk he's about. Very, very good. He's, <laughs> he's good for the league for sure. Very good. for the. League. Anything
2: else on the Kings?
0: No, I don't have anything else.
2: All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe and rate it five stars and we'll talk soon attack the rack